fuck you. That's my name. <laughs> This is Sharks Across Hollywood, and yeah, you you heard it. I just said, let's talk about dope, and uh, and then I made some dumb dope man reference, because I'm the whitest person in any room I am ever in. What the fuck is a dope man reference? Oh, uh, the the song by N.W.A.? Oh, I I, have, I don't recall that one. Okay, maybe I'm not the whitest person in any room. <laughs> I, I mean. <laughs> I've listened to like, I know like three N.W.A. songs. I know them because of Straight Outta Compton. I know Straight Outta Compton. I know Fuck the Police. I meant the movie. I know the, I know the songs because of the movie Straight Outta Compton. There's one other one I know. Dope Man. Duh. Maybe that's it. And maybe, maybe if I heard it, I would be like, oh, yeah, that's the one. So this is good. This is going to be our Juneteenth episode. <laughs> oh, it's 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 the one. Um, the one that Easy e you know, oh, don't ask uh, me, boy, because I ain't said shit. That one. Easy e was the first really explicit rapper I ever heard, though. I went over to my mom's friend's house, and I'm 12 years old, maybe maybe, maybe less, maybe 10. Oh, my. Right? Yeah. I, went, I went over to this. That would do it. One of my mom's friends, and her kids were, like, allowed to listen to anything. You know, they were allowed to watch anything. Like, they had no restrictions. And I, I had so many fucking restrictions. And I go down into the basement to play Nintendo with my mom's friend's son. And he's listening to his Walkman. He's like, hey, you like Easy E? I'm like, who's Easy E? He's like, you're about to find out. And he put the headphones on me and played me Easy Does It, the whole fucking album. And I was just like, like I started trembling <laughs> in terror that my mom would walk in and catch me listening to this. I know that I got the feeling. cold sweats. Yeah. <laughs> Like, that's funny but it was intense it was, it was intense and no he's not a good rapper but it was the most extreme thing i had ever heard up to that point i hadn't even heard the album she holds up in the record store vanilla ice fuck you two live crew two live crew that was it <laughs> i hadn't even heard two live crew and me so horny was like the biggest thing in the world for a minute there <laughs> um it's actually kind of funny and i just 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 so we're clear easy e's really not that shitty of a rapper he was okay he had charisma coming I, out the ass yeah is he the did. reason it worked he got better as oh yeah he, he got way better he uh, i think a lot of it had to do with dr dre being a really good producer and ice cube writing really good lyrics <laughs> Yeah, and Ren. Oh, really Boys in the Hood. That was the name of the of the song. Was Boys, Boys in the oh, Hood. Oh, okay. Yeah, the Boys in the Hood are always. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. I, I I got it. I remember now. Thank you. Nobody's fucking mentioned Juneteenth since last year, so I don't even know if anybody's gonna give a shit. But we do, so we're gonna do this. We're uh, we're trying over here. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna talk about Dope. It's one of those movies dur- that came out during that year of the Oscars, where a bunch of movies with casts that were mostly people of color were like Oscar worthy, but then all the white people involved in those movies got nominated and recognized and none of the people of color did the fact that i have never heard of this movie until you mentioned it to me last year i had never heard of it oh man i didn't know when it came out obviously you know it it looked from the cover like it had come out around the time it came out i was (laughs) thinking like 2010 based on the previews that it had on it it had like ted 2 and shit oh yeah 
on the Blu-ray. Um, Universal hawking their shitty movies that nobody wants to watch. <laughs> yeah. So I was thinking, yeah, maybe this came out around like 2010 or something. Obviously, I was way off. But yeah, I had never heard a fucking thing. And this movie is great. Like this movie is absolutely bug nuts. It's entertaining as hell. Everybody in it is amazing. Even Zoe Kravitz, who I'm not in love with is really good and Lakeith Stanfield of course is like Lakeith Stanfield is completely wasted in this movie honestly like he's playing a character that almost any actor could play in their sleep he's doing a great job but this was really early in his career yeah Yeah. I have to imagine but yeah like the kid who plays Malcolm's fantastic and they got the the kid who plays uh Flash in the in the new Spider-Man movies hey a funny fact so you you know who Malcolm is right he's Miles Morales in Into the Spider-Verse so you have really you have Spider-Man and flash but they're best friends <laughs> i did not know he played miles in spider-verse and lakeith stanfield yeah this was only his let's see he did short-term 12 he was still being billed as keith stanfield keith stanfield one. yeah that's that was weird i didn't realize that until i saw the credit i'm like did they forget the law part <laughs> uh yeah so he was in short-term 12 the purge anarchy and i it just says young ghoul face he doesn't even have a name i never saw that one so i don't know he yeah was in, I, I i did see the purge anarchy and i don't remember him in it at all so my guess is he was probably masked up the whole time yeah i would imagine uh, he was in selma and then then dope and then straight out of compton i think straight out of compton is the one where they're that like, was his breakout yeah, yeah they're like oh shit because he does a great fucking snoop dog yeah. he's great there's one actor in straight out of compton though that you could swear is like a reincarnation version of one of one of the guys tupac the guy who plays tupac in that movie (laughs) it's like it's like they cloned him it's fucking weird yeah it's uh the casting in that movie was really really good like like lakeith stanfield didn't look quite like snoop dogg but he had that those mannerisms just exactly perfect eventually he you know he he went on he was in well i I like it too because he plays he's in get out which he's great in get out everybody's great in get out that that movie's just awesome he plays a cop in knives out a detective a detective which i'm like dude this guy's got some fucking range and he's absolutely oh he's this this dude's got all the lakeith stanfield has all the range in the world he needs to be in everything seriously he's he's fucking amazing there's not a whole lot of white people versus black people dichotomy in this movie except for like that one joke they're always getting ridiculed by their peers because they're into white shit like skateboards manga comics donald glover and for listening to white shit like trash talk tv on the radio and for doing white shit like getting good grades and applying to college but that that's really the the only dichotomy between black and white is that fucking joke at the beginning of the movie, really, yeah. when they're just into white shit, like, and then and white. then that one guy <laughs> yeah. and his and his thing, which is, I mean, it's really funny and it's completely accurate. <laughs> yeah, the conversation really he has with his buddy when it's just the two of them discussing it, just two white guys <laughs> discussing it, they're like, "Yeah, that's what I'm saying, right?" <laughs> So the movie starts off with with a just a black screen with white text. The definition of dope. Strong opener. They basically stuck with the three common yeah. definitions. One of which is as a drug. One of which is a stupid person, and one of which is cool. Yeah, thank you. I I was having trouble getting that out. Oh, yep, the first one: informal, a stupid person, which is me apparently because I can't speak. <laughs> oh, I wish I could say you were alone on that one, but I'm right there with you. So we. We meet our our main main per, main character. Uh, his name is Malcolm. We have we have a narrator, by the way. It's just a random narrator who doesn't do anything. Just kind of shows up to narrate and make a couple jokes. I didn't love that. You didn't like it? <laughs> no. Was that Malcolm? It wasn't Malcolm, right? Not nope. at the beginning. And then later on, he steps in as at a the at the very end. He yeah. he narrates. Uh, the narrator is oh the the voice a guy named Eamon Joseph who. 
I haven't seen him in anything. He was in the Baywatch movie. Yeah, personally, from a filmmaking standpoint, if I were making this movie, I would have made it Malcolm and then brought it back around at the end so that his narration is like a wrap-up of the opening narration. Like, that's one of the few things that I didn't like about this movie. And there are very, very few things that I didn't like about this movie. This movie's really good, and more people need to fucking watch it. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a crime that this is such an underseen movie. The first bit of dialogue, well, you know, so Malcolm's a hip-hop nerd. That'll come back here in a second. But the first time we actually hear him talk, he's sitting down at the table for breakfast, talking to his mom, who is a bus driver. I always thought it was Samantha Mumba, but it's not. She looks a little bit like her. It's not her. I didn't get that that was his mom who was the bus driver until, oh, really? <laughs> until at the end where she's like, come on, I'll drive you home. And I was like, wait, is that his mom? <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i got it. i got it this time i didn't fuck up and like conflate two characters that were the that i thought were the same character yeah, like an I, idiot i didn't get that at all until like i kind of had to draw the lines for myself at the end there he's talking about bitcoin and how it's the currency of the future now as of the time <laughs> we're recording this just the other day apparently it crashed so oh, really malcolm's a fucking liar well he you know no, he he's was- he was basing. <laughs> he was it on anticipating. An yeah, that he had read. Was I alone on this one, or were you as confused by that scene as I was? Because up till that point, with all the narration and everything, I didn't realize it was modern day. I thought it was like 1995. Oh well, it doesn't help that he. Like, the second he leaves, he gets on his bike and puts on his fucking headphones, and they're those padded weird ones with from the 90s. With a tape deck. With a Walkman. Yeah. A, a cassette tape Walkman. Like, yeah. this kid, this kid's like a full-on hipster. And he can't, re- I can't remember the song that he was listening to, but, but. He was listening say, to Hip Hop Array. The narrator says he's a this, 90s, he's a 90s hip hop geek. This movie has a fucking amazing soundtrack. It does. It's all, it's all pretty good. Like, start to finish, there is not a dud in a bunch. Uh, we see. We see Malcolm checking out a girl who happens to be Zoe Kravitz, who is a character named Nakia. Then we meet Jib and Diggy. Question. Okay. Consider her age. She's like just out of high school, right? Yes. Like maybe, maybe she's maybe 22 years old, right? She's old. She's a, she's a couple of years out of high school. She's older than him. Nakia was the name of Jesus. The yellow power ranger. No, no, no. Um, The daughter <laughs> of what the fuck's her name? She was in Sharknado Two, she was in Kill Bill. Vivica A. Fox? Vivica A. Fox's character in Kill Bill. Her daughter's name was Nakia. It's her. The age is exactly right. This is the, it's, it's the same universe. Zoe Kravitz could play Nakia if they do a sequel to Kill Bill. I do like Zoe Kravitz. There's something about chicks who end up playing Catwoman. She's growing on me. Yeah, she really is. <laughs> Between this and, and the Batman... Uh, yeah, she's she's definitely growing on me. I didn't like her when I first saw the trailers for High Fidelity, but this was she was she was good in this, and she was good in the Batman. It's okay. The High Fidelity show was only okay. I'm okay with it only getting that one season. Sorry, just because I had the fucking movie in my head the whole time. I'm like, okay, she's no John Cusack. Sorry, sorry, Zoe Kravitz. <laughs> I I think you're great. I that's the really... problem. There's no way to not compare her with John no, Cusack it was in that so role. Hard. I was trying not to, but she was doing all the lines and they were just gender flipped. Yeah, good fucking luck standing up to Cusack's performance. That's maybe his best performance in any movie. So we do meet we meet Jib and Diggy, played by the Flash Thompson kid and whose name I don't. Where know. do I know this girl from? You know where you you have you seen Neighbors two Neighbors two yes. That's she where was she in that. Yes. I was thinking about, I'm like, where, like, cause she's always been good. I've always liked her. And I'm like, I think the only movie I've really ever seen her in was fucking Neighbors 2. But then I looked at it and I'm like, do you know where I know her from? The Disney Channel. She was, 
Because I, I, I was looking at Why her stuff. Why am I not surprised by she that? She was in a couple episodes of that show, Shake It Up, and uh, she was in an episode of Good Luck Charlie, hopefully not the one that got the poor girl death threats, and this show called Austin and Allie. But yeah, that's where that's where I saw her first, and then, then I saw her in Neighbors 2, obviously, and maybe a couple episodes of New Girl. Well, she was really good in this. I, I like that whole core group. And her name is Kiersey Clemens. And then Jib is played by Tony Revolori, who plays Flash Thompson in the new Spider-Man movies. He was really good in this. And he is really fucking good at this. They're all really funny. Malcolm is played by Shameik Moore, who is also the voice of Miles, Morale- Miles Morales in the in the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse movies. And as good as the rest of them are, he's definitely the star of the group. He totally deserved the uh, the lead role. Good looking dude takes off a shirt later and I'm like, oh, come on, man. <laughs> Oh my god, that whole sequence was fucking bug nuts. <laughs> this poor kid. This poor kid. They're obsessed with 90s hip-hop culture. They're... And it looks like it's the fucking 90s for the entire opening sequence. It and then does. he's like, Bitcoin. I was like, was Bitcoin first like, getting huh? started back in the 90s? What? Diggy is a lesbian. And there's a little there's a little scene of her in church trying to... They're all trying to pray the gay away and shit. But she's like checking out this girl in her short skirt and stuff. It's pretty funny. Like, she is eyeing that woman like a piece of meat. (laughs) And then the narrator sets up how rough life is in their neighborhood. I can't remember what the neighborhood, like, is is actually called, but they call it the Bottoms, because it's, you know, it's the projects, the hood, whatever you want to call it. It's a rough neighborhood, which makes me wonder why, when he rides home and he meets Nakia there, that when she she comes over to study for the, the GED test... He just drops his fucking bike in the yard. A little bit of an oversight there. <laughs> no, you know what? It's because they're not going to steal your bike unless you're actively riding it. But he he <laughs> makes a point of saying that people like have been trying to steal his bike and shit. Well, they say they make it. Although maybe it was it's just an those, ego thing. It was yeah. just those drug dealer guys in that one part in that one part of the street. Maybe it's specifically to fuck with them. Like they don't give a shit about the bike. They just want to fuck with them. Yeah, <laughs> I was half joking when I said they only steal it if you're on it. So 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 it's rough there. Is and this is the scene where we get like this is how rough it is. This kid just wanted to he, the, cuts to a restaurant that we'll see later, and he this kid gets fucking shot on accident in a gang shooting. It's played for comedy, kind of. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Because this whole movie is played for comedy. It's like Friday that way. <laughs> Although honestly, that's this is again one of the very few parts of this movie that I fucking hate because he's playing an original Game Boy. Okay, so he's a hipster too. My guess is he was one of their friends, you know, like one of their close friends, this little hipster group that they have, and he got killed. He's playing an original 1989 Game Boy. A brick. Yeah. Yeah, The brick Game Boy. (laughs) And he's playing Zelda, right? Oh, yep. And they say, you know what the really sad part was? He was just just about to defeat like Ganon. he was like, yeah, just such, you know, like two minutes away from defeating Ganon. Ganon isn't in the Game Boy Zelda. Yeah. Fuck him. Fuck him hard. Liars. Never They're mind. Goddamn liars. This whole movie is bullshit. This movie sucks. But he got blood on his Game Boy after he got shot, which bums me out. That was gory, man. And then uh, that was gory for for a like you said a sequence that is played for laughs. It's, I think it, it's like it seems like it's kind of like this is just kind of the way things are. Yeah, but I mean, they totally make a joke out of it, which admittedly, I mean, that's where dark humor comes from, you know, is having to deal with fucked up shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's it. Uh, and then Jib uh, spends his free time a lot of the time trying to get that dead kid's mom to give 
him or his comic book collection because <laughs> apparently it was a good comic book collection and jib fails then he makes the the narrator makes the joke about th- these kids being into white shit and they're in a punk band it's called yeah. a punk band but it's not really a punk band it's i was just... i was a little disappointed by their music it's not bad it's good but it's like ah, i was hoping for more i it's it's a shitty high school band i was just listening to bad brains on the way over here and i'm like <laughs> it should have had a little bit more of this not not be bad brains, but you know, like have a little more bad. Hey, brains. they're they're just trying to have fun. That's right? true. Because the, the, the whole song is like, it's very much. It's very much high school kids writing about high school shit. So it's very true to life in that respect. That these kids have a positive attitude, even though their life kind of sucks. We we forgot to mention that uh, Malcolm doesn't know his dad, so that'll that'll come back around. He'll talk about how cliche that <laughs> yeah, is and shit. His dad, <laughs> he said, "I have one memory of my father," and then this brick of a package gets pushed <laughs> through the mail slot. He picks it up, opens it. It's a letter from his dad. It's basically, "Sorry for leaving, but here's my favorite movie." And then he moves the the. <laughs> postcard and it's a vhs of superfly yeah that's his memory of his dad that's a good one it's a good one. Oh, the punk band is called oreo by the way a-w-r-e-e-o-h i think yeah uh then we meet the bullies lakeith stanfield is one of the lead bullies he tries to steal malcolm's shoes and apparently he does this like every day or with some regularity yeah. if nothing else so he like throws malcolm up to the up against the locker and says hey man i like those last shoes you gave me what do you got now and malcolm's like these are just straight from the flea market he's like bullshit like that's that's the thing and they have the things and the and i'm like you guys sneaker culture just fucking flies right over my goddamn head i can't wrap my head around it i understand that it's a very real thing and i just can't wrap my head around it so, so malcolm he's he's like you're gonna take off the shoes give them to me malcolm go, goes down unties his shoe and then takes it off and then pushes him real quick and then runs away that one and doesn't the, make a lot of sense like why wouldn't he just get down there and then push him and yeah, run exactly just push him and run why take the shoe off? I'm That's not going to help him in the I'm chase. wondering if, if if the thought process was supposed to be he was getting down there and he was going to give it to him and then last second just went, oh shit, I don't need to do that. Let's go. I don't Maybe. know. And then he just spends the whole day with one shoe, I think, because he's wearing the same outfit in the next couple scenes and and we see, oh, actually we do see him ride home with yeah, one shoe on. Later on it shows it shows him riding home with one shoe. Because he's, he's meeting the principal about his... I think co- it's his guidance counselor. Guidance counselor, that would make more sense. Uh, about his college essay. What is it? A journey to, f- to discover Ice Cube's good day. The guidance counselor is not having it. No, he's like, and Malcolm's like, this is... This is the kind of essay Harvard wants from their students. And he calls him. He's like, you're a little arrogant fuck. Uh, they don't give a shit. You think you're going to give it, get into Harvard? Your straight A's don't mean shit because you're, you come from this school. You're a black kid from the fucking, from the projects. You're from the bottoms. Nobody gives a shit. Nobody wants you in Harvard. Set your sights a little lower. It's your alumni interview. That's gonna make you or break you. Yeah. And then he hands him his business card and he's like, it's Jacoby check cashing. Then he looks down at the bottom of the card and he goes, Harvard, really? Yeah, he's like, check cashing? <laughs> Seriously? He's like, hey, they don't all go on to be you president. Know, president. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, then he's also like, dude, you know, I could write about how I don't know my dad and I go to a underfunded school and shit, but that's just cliche and I'm just not I'm just not into it. On the way home, they their typical route that that the three of them take is being blocked by a group of the Bloods shooting a video for their YouTube channel. <laughs> and Jib's like, I wish there was an app like Waze that could like help us through all this, like help us avoid all this gangster shit. <laughs> 
And then so they yeah. decide to go through this, go down this other, this, go through the other road. And that's where the, the drug dealers routinely try to steal their bikes, like for sport, I think the narrator says. This is all happening within like the first five minutes of the movie, by yeah, the way. this is just the beginning of the movie. I was taking notes while I was watching it. I'm like, fucking A, dude, I'm halfway down the page already. <laughs> so then Jib and Dig, they ride off and Malcolm gets summoned over by somebody. It's ASAP Rocky, who is a musician. He plays a character named Dom. What do you know? He's an okay actor, too. Yeah, he's pretty good in this. I actually buy him quite a bit. He gets yeah. called over after after he's busy, like he's busy checking out fucking Nakia again. And then you hear Dom go like, "Hey, motherfucker, come over here." And Malcolm's like, "What? What? He doesn't know him." But he, he's, well, he he fully he knows of him. him. He fully expects him to to steal his bike or yep. do something to to really fuck with him. But no, his whole thing is like. Well, I see you. I see you and your friends with your fucking flat tops and shit. Like, yeah, he's got this high top fade that like is straight out of Fresh Prince. It's good hair, man. It lo- it looks like a less cool version of Kid from Kid and Play. Yeah, nobody ever mentions Kid and Play in this movie. That's true. Nobody. I'm a little, I'm a little bummed out by that now. That I, I think feel about like it. I feel like Kid and Play would kind of slate right in there with with the vanilla ice exactly the, the vanilla <laughs> yeah. ice and fresh yeah. prince of bel-air you know and, and and he makes a good point he's like yeah it wasn't all perfect but you gotta admit summertime was a jam you know yeah uh because <laughs> asap rocky dom he's like you know you you and your friends like have the flat tops you dress like you're from an from like a fucking 90s music video and he's like yeah man we just like the 90s rap and he's like it takes a nation of millions to uh the blueprint and he's like dude it takes a nation came out in 88 the fucking <laughs> blueprint came out in 2001 what the fuck are you even talking about well but then he makes a point that i think dom likes you know yeah. he's like well yeah but you know nation of millions was ahead of its time and really kickstarted the whole movement and he's like in the blueprint was like the punctuation yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> then rather than rather than fucking with him he's like hey i want you to do something for me the request that dom has for him is for malcolm to go over to nakia and say that dom says hi and he wants her to come over there and talk to him because he's too big of a bitch we'll learn later that they have some history but we don't really get into what that actually is so malcolm does it he's kind of he's ballsy actually doing this like walk walking <laughs> up to this girl that he's been checking out for who knows how long and he's just like staring at her and she's like are you gonna stare at me all day or are you gonna like talk to me and he's like oh uh dom says that he wants you to come over there and talk to him and she's like tell that bitch to come over here and talk to me if he wants to talk to me and she's like <laughs> Say it to him exactly like that. Yeah. <laughs> and and then and he also helps her with some math and stuff. She's studying for her GED. He goes back to Dom and she said that, and that uh, Dominique was way cooler before he became Dom. And um, that if, if if you think that she cares about your dope money, she she doesn't. And you can see him like very nervous that Dom is going to kill the messenger on this one. But it turns out he starts out as kind of a nice guy. We think he's going to be all right. Well, I mean, he is a drug dealer. So just in order to maintain that, there has to be a certain level of violence or at least the potential for it. Uh, So he's like, hey, you know, tell her that I'm having a birthday party tonight and that 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 she should come and then he does that. Malcolm goes over there and she's like, I'll go if you go. He's like, oh, yeah, sure. But then he he gets invited for being a team player. Dom says he can come. And then it cuts to Malcolm and his friends discussing whether or not they should go to this party. And Malcolm's like, dude, no, I'm not going to a drug dealer's birthday party. Are you fucking stupid? <laughs> and both of the other two are like, are you fucking kidding me? We never get an invite like this. We gotta go. It's like, are you fucking stupid? It's better than what you do every night. <laughs> and then it cuts to him jerking <laughs> off to internet porn. <laughs> it's not porn. It's not even porn. Yeah, it's just like it's twerking just like, videos or something. It's booty shaking yeah. videos. Yeah, I understand. I get it. I oh, totally get absolutely. It. I'm not I'm not judging the kid. That's um, what I do every night too. Oh, just yeah. <laughs> there's not a movie about it. They go to the club 
and there, there's got to be a bouncer outside the club and he's he, he lets a group in and then the three of them try to get in they just kind of try to walk in and they're, they're he's like hey stop and well it's a group of hot girls a group too. of hot it's group, not yeah. just a group and jib doesn't quite understand he's like why'd you let them in he's like oh because they have vaginas i need to i need to keep a basically a a good dick to pussy ratio yeah He's like he so, puts he puts it a little differently than that. He ba- no, I think the way it's, he puts it is they had something you don't have pussies. Yeah. And then he's she, she's <laughs> Diggy's like I have one. Yeah. And then and then he's like you know I know you guys are bitches but you don't have I know you guys are like whatever but you don't have to say you have pussies you know. <laughs> and they're like no for real and she's like no that she's a girl and then she lifts up her shirt he's like oh. That, she's a bitch it still doesn't work he's like get the fuck out of here you have to be 21 to get in he's really cocky about it like he likes shooing people away this guy enjoys the tiny moments of of power he has in his otherwise <laughs> completely powerless existence even though it's just these poor 17 year old kids and exactly it, it doesn't matter at all he has to he has to flex all over him <laughs> they give up they're just about to leave but then nakia walks past them and she's like hey you're coming in right and he's like <laughs> Malcolm's like, uh, I, uh, yeah, yeah. And then he, he devises a plan real quick and they sneak in by grabbing stuff and pretending to carry it in, but they get caught. Like, it's like, music, it's like ro- they yeah. basically pose as roadies very poorly and are immediately very caught. bad. It, yeah, they get caught immediately. Like right as the, right as they're inside the doorman's <laughs> like, dude, you guys got to get the fuck out of here. You're not 21. I'm not about to lose my license tonight. He says, and he happens to be right next to dom dom happens to see them as this is happening and he's like hey well yeah you guys can come in and it's like but you but but they can't come in but they can't come in and he's he's like you know what dom says well, no, I, I think the way he phrases it is i can't let you bring them in oh yeah <laughs> no that's right otherwise it wouldn't you know yeah not they can't come in it's like i can't let you let them in yeah exactly and then that's when dom's like um you know i appreciate these discussions which i he's being very sarcastic at that point <laughs> Uh, but you know, you kind of talking to me like that in front of my friends, I'm going to need to fuck you up now. And he's like, no, you don't need to do that. You don't need to do that. He's like, no, I kind of do though. Like, again, he seems really nice. Like he's very, he's very like, <laughs> not, not nice, but you know that he has that thing. Diplomatic. Yeah. Like, like he's, he's probably not going to do anything to you if you don't do anything to him first. Yeah. The, the, the way he, the way he presents it is like, all right, you have put me in an awkward position that I don't want to be in. And now I have to kick your ass. It's not what I want to do, but it has to happen now because you've put me in this position. And the guy's like, dude, you don't have to do that. He's like, yeah, well, except I kind of do now because of what you said to me. And then there's the slippery slope. discussion. Yeah, he, sa- he says, if I let you do this, then the next guy who comes in is going to think he can just come at me telling me what to do and it's a slippery slope and then this idiot behind him's like the fuck what does that mean what's a slippery slope and then malcolm is like malcolm defines it for him he literally (laughs) defines it yeah and then he's like that's a that's a smart kid right there and the kid goes the other the other guy behind him goes like i'm still fuzzy on this concept he's like shut the fuck up and then he just then he punches the the doorman in the face and then the rest of the gang jumps him and dom's like hey guys come in Like it's just it's just a normal day. That's a scary guy to have like you. As we as we learn here in a few minutes, Malcolm still has his backpack on for some fucking reason because he's a dork and can't let it go. I guess Dom puts it behind the counter. Then they all kind of hang out and party for a few minutes. Looks like it's probably several hours. A few minutes in the movie. Yeah, actual uh, several hours. In, <laughs> and they're all taking yeah. the tiniest shots I have ever seen. They can't be peeing all night, man. Like they, the they, shots they... are. <laughs> The shots are like a quarter of an inch deep. They're very shallow shots. And they may be very, very strong, but still, like, that is a 
That is a tiny ass shot. Maybe Dom's looking out for him. It completely checks out, though, that high schoolers would get fucked up on those shots. I uh, would. Because they're high schoolers. I would. I've never drank before, so I'd be. It, it matters less about that than about your body mass and stuff. Like, just being older builds your tolerance. Are you calling me fat? Yes. Eventually, Malcolm hangs out with Nakia and they dance a little bit. But Dom fucking cock blocks him a little bit. He's like, hey, you wanted me to come up and talk to you? And Malcolm's like, Malcolm tries to assert himself. I'm not very good at it. <laughs> and Dom kind of gives him this moment where he's like, I like you, kid. Don't make me fuck you up. Yeah. He, Malcolm spends the whole movie trying to assert himself, but never gets there until the very end. The shit just kind of happens around him. And he's just like, fuck, I can't. <laughs> he just, he just can't catch a break. Then it cuts to a little while later, I guess, because Dom is in the back room with with the group of assholes who be- beat up that other guy. They're watching they're watching drone footage of people getting bombed in Afghanistan, yeah. and they're laughing their asses off, and they think it's the coolest thing. Except for Dom, who's like, "No, dude, that's not cool," because Obama can bomb us too. You know that, right? He's gonna. It's it's only a matter of time until we're the terrorists. And I think he means like drug dealers and stuff, but I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, and he and he you know he's basically like slippery slope. And then the guy behind him is like slippery slope. I get it. And he's like, yeah, exactly. And they're they're back to being friends again, and everybody's happy. Then there's like a drug exchange. Dom gets gets these fancy drugs because he is a drug dealer. It's after like all. four or five bricks of Molly. And then after Dom fills <sighs> up his bag with all the drugs. Um, some assholes break in and start shooting people. It's not some assholes. It's the fucking SWAT team. Well, it, it wasn't the SWAT team at first. I think wasn't it? No, it was a SWAT what, team. Were they but all the SWAT guys, team? Yeah, but the guy, the dealers, all pulled guns on him, so they shot him. You're right. I don't know how this shit works. I'm a sad little suburban white kid. I have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> Suffice to say, the SWAT team bursts in and just lays everybody out. Dom slips out with his bag full of drugs. We don't really see what he does with that. We think he's looking out for Malcolm here because he grabs Malcolm's bag. He throws it at him, says, get the fuck out of here. And then the three of them get out and Nakia is with them. And Jib and Diggy climb the fence and they're like, come on, man, come on. And then Nakia's like, come with me. I can, I I drove. So let's go. And then Jib raises his arm like, you go, best friend. Like he's cheering him on. He's getting, he's totally going to get laid. He masturbates in his room alone again. But before he does, he, he tries to assert himself again, but it doesn't quite work. She drives him nope. home. He says he's he's just like, fuck it. You know what? I'm going to give up on college, I guess, because I'm nope. Nobody's going to take me seriously. Like, I should just resign myself to being what everybody expects me to be, which is, you know, a black kid from the hood who's never going to amount to anything. And th- which well, is, maybe go to community college. Yeah, or Well, that's like what she that, says. Yeah. She's like, well, yeah. I'm like you. I want to go to college too. And I'm going to go to this community college. And he's like, you shouldn't sell yourself short, but what you should do. Oh, you shouldn't settle. He says, and she's like, oh, you're talking about Dom, aren't you? He's like, no, I wasn't. I don't know. I wasn't talking. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, this conversation could have gone way differently. If you just said, Hey, I like you. I think we should hang out. <laughs> it's his first time. He's new. He's a, he's a kid, you know, he, and he's a nerd. He's, he's like the best looking nerd in school, though. He is so obviously, you know, I mean, it, it could have been so much worse for him. He could have been Urkel, you he know. He could have looked like Jib. Jib is Flash, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he could have looked like Jib. So, and he, he also asked her to prom because she tells a story about how she was kind of depressed about missing prom, but she wasn't really mad about missing prom. She was more pissed about not being able to go to Six Flags the next day. Because... Everybody went with their dates and she didn't have a yeah. date. And, you know, he asked her and she's like, oh, that's sweet. But in what with like studying, I won't have time. I'm like, can't take a couple hours to go to prom. What are you going to study 24 fucking hours a day? I hate that <laughs> excuse so much. I get she was being nice to him, though. Yeah. Because she doesn't know if she likes him yet. Yeah. 
I actually spend the whole movie wondering if she fucking does. So I don't know. Well, Until again, I- this is a girl who's minimum 21 because she just walked into the bar, you know. Or did she? Does it matter because she's hot? That's true. Yeah, now that you mention it. Because she is pretty hot. Like she is. Yeah. She, she, she's not hard on the eyes. That's for sure. Oh, and I wrote down that she's doing that flirting but not flirting thing. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. It's, it's really hard to explain. She's like, oh, you're kind of a cool kid. You're really smart. I bet you have all these girls lined up around the block. And he's like, you're fucking making fun of me, right? She's like, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm like, do you like me or not? I'm very This This confused. poor kid, like, I, I really empathize with him because I've been in that position where a slightly older girl is paying attention to you and she's being really nice to you and you're like what are you doing because it's never happened to you before you've only ever gotten (laughs) hostility from girls before and you're like what are you trying to set me up for you know what what betrayal is is in my future now yeah i it it really is do you like me do you not like me are you flirting with me just because you think it's fun are you are are we gonna fuck like what's going on here (laughs) it's a little harder too because he's like 18 years old you know so like he's he's older than I was when that first happened to me. <laughs> uh, but then he does go home and he jerks off again. But this time it's to her picture, so it's getting just exponent. He's he's like going down serial killer stalker lane right now. <laughs> and then of course the next day his friends are like, "Did you fuck her? You totally fucked her, right?" And he's like, "Nah, but I fingered her in the car." <laughs> and then uh, Dig is like, <laughs> "Did uh, he say that? I missed yeah, that. So, something like that." She's like, "Let me smell your fingers." Oh, I think Jib says, let me smell your fingers. And then they're like, you don't know what fucking pussy smells like. And she's like, I do. Yeah. And then he, she smells his fingers. She's like, yeah, you didn't get any, did you? It's like, no. <laughs> Before they make it into the school, they go through the metal detector. And it happens to go off when Malcolm goes through. And the security guard's like, all right, go back through again real quick. And then he goes through again. And it goes off again. And the dog kind of barks at him. And then he's like, you know what? You guys go. Just go. Because they're these fucking dorks that yeah. never do anything wrong. They're total <laughs> nerds. And then he's like, all right, we have to do pat-downs. The fucking machine's broken. <laughs> I'm like, that's pretty fucked up. <laughs> Which is foreshadowing for some for a revelation they have later. I pretty much already knew. I, I knew as soon as he walked, as, as, soon as, uh, as soon as Dom handed him his backpack. Like it had I to be knew, something, right? I knew what yeah. was going on. Because we're too early in the movie for something major like that to happen and not send the story spiraling in a new direction. Malcolm <laughs> does find drugs in his backpack. <laughs> Duh. Yes. And a gun and a cell phone, I guess, but because <laughs> he, he's like digging through his backpack, getting, trying to get his books out, and then he runs to the music room, but then his friends happen to be there near him because they just got there, I guess. And they all run to the music room where they all hang out because that's what geeks do. We'll learn later. And he opens it up and there's a fucking gun and five <laughs> kilos of Molly in there. And and Jib, Jib has like the most grounded thing to say. He's like, dude, we should just take it to the cops. And then the other two were like, all right, three black kids taking drugs and a gun <laughs> to the cops. Say, dude, do the math there. I'm like, yeah, mm, fair enough. In LA, no less. Because it's it's like the right thing to do, right? But <laughs> not in that situation. Yeah. They, they hadn't found the cell phone yet, but it rings. And of course, Jib is the fucking dopey motherfucker of the group. And he pulls out the phone and he's like, I just I answered, answered it. it. <laughs> And then he's like, talk, talk. Then he throws it. He throws it to fucking Diggy. And she's like, no, fuck you. And then they throw it to Malcolm. Malcolm answers the phone. And this is a funny as fuck conversation, too. Malcolm <laughs> is so out of his league just immediately. And he's like, is this like, do you have do you have my shit? This this big gruff voice on the other side. He's like, what? What the fuck are you talking about? You have my lunch? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Bologna sandwich and shit. 
<laughs> the guy's like, does the bologna have cheese on it? He's like, yeah, it's covered in cheese. He's like, my bologna better not be covered in fucking cheese. I don't, I don't want a cheese sandwich. I want fucking bologna. At that point, because uh, they've been talking for a few minutes, he's like, if this isn't, this isn't fucking Malcolm at this address, he's like, how did... <laughs> How do you how do you know where I am? And he's like He says the school's address is Yeah, yeah, the school's address. And he's like, How do you know where I am? He's like, fucking find my iPhone. Steve Jobs is a fucking genius. <laughs> <laughs> but then uh when, when after the cheese thing, he Malcolm's like, you know what? Fuck man, I don't know what the fuck I'm not what I'm doing right now. I don't know what's going on. And it's a perfect reaction. And then, the, and then it turns out the guy's fucking with yeah, him. He's, he's like, like, you're the one who's mentioned bologna sandwiches and shit. I asked you about my lunch. He's like, You're right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have your lunch. So he says you're going to you're going to give me the bag. I'm going to be in a red El Camino. You get him go on with your life and you'll have a cool story to tell. Every scene in this movie is actually really good. I'm probably just going to say this is just a good scene. Just a good scene. It's all a good scene. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they cast a kid also who is like just awkward enough in Malcolm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, this kid's great. He's absolutely perfect for this. Like he's he he plays the nervous fish out of water you know, has no idea how to deal with circumstances so far beyond the pale for him. Yeah, it's perfect. So it's the end of the day and they're all, all three of them are like, Hey, uh, well, let's find this red El Camino. Let's give him the shit. Let's be done with this. So they, they find the car, they get their bikes, they see the car and they all three start kind of walking. And then Jib and Diggy just stop. And Malcolm keeps walking and he turns around. And he's like, what are you guys doing? Jib's like, well, he told you to come alone, which <laughs> yeah. he never actually did. <laughs> They're basically like, yeah, we don't want any part of this, man. It's like, have fun, man. Just as he, Malcolm's about to walk up to the car, the phone rings again. And he's like, yeah, man, uh, I'm bologna sandwich or whatever. The, your fucking lunch, I got it. You read El Camino, right? And it happens to be Dom on the other end of the phone. And he's like, what are you saying, man? It's like, you're, you're, in the, you're in the car, right? You're in the car. He's like, no, don't give the drugs to that guy. Worst case scenario is that he's a cop and he's going to fucking arrest you the second you hand him to him. Or it's a guy. Well, either way, it's not a guy who's with me. And if you hand him to him, he might well, just kill you. What he says is Thank there you. was a snitch yeah. in his crew. Oh, yes, there was a snitch. That's right. They don't know who it is, but whoever whoever is calling him must be the snitch or it's a cop. You know what? The snitch never goes down or is ever. No, the snitch. The snitch. Well, the guy who's chasing him does go down. Oh, yeah. That guy goes down. Yeah. But it's never revealed whether or not he's the snitch or if he's just working with him. But most likely he is the snitch. I think I, I think Vegas odds. He's the snitch. And Dom tells him to specifically take. Take the package then to a guy named AJ and ask him about the boys club at such and such an address. And then Malcolm hangs up the phone and he's like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. And he's freaking out. And then he picks up the bike and he fucking, he fucking runs. And and then, then a little chase scene ensues. And I wrote down that the find my iPhone is really fucking these kids. <laughs> yeah, because the guy's just like, he's immediately on top of them. They like ditch him, but then he finds them immediately because of that stupid tracking thing. Eventually the, the guy in the El Camino, we never... Do we learn his name? No, I can't remember. He sees he's like, oh, shit, they're on that. They're on that bus right there. And then this is a scene straight out of straight out of Compton. Actually, it's a very similar scene. Only this one's played more for laughs. And that one was very yeah. serious. Yeah, <laughs> they they stop the bus. And it happens to be the bus that that uh, Malcolm's mom is driving. The dude from the car gets in there. He has the gun and he's like, do you see kids get on this bus? And she's like, I just not fucking dude. I don't know. I just keep my eyes on the road. He's like, you don't have to get smart. I'm just asking you a fucking question. <laughs> I love his reaction. It's so funny. He's funny. Everybody is so perfectly cast. There's, yeah. one, there's one guy later that I'm just like, where the fuck did they find this guy? Oh, it's, it's a really well cast movie. There's no denying it. And then he, he basically, he walks down the bus tracking the phone and then he, he uses the, uh, uh, the chirp feature to, to make the phone chirp. And then it happens. They hit it in like a window. Yeah. They and stashed it in the, in the window, like between the, 
the frame. And then he picks it up and it says, congratulations, you have found your iPhone. And then the next scene, they go to the address that Dom gave them. Which he texted them on the phone and which is still on the phone. And that's how the guy ends up. Oh, fuck. Wow. I've seen this movie a bunch of times. I didn't even put that together. (laughs) Duh. So Lily answers the phone, this character named Lily. And she's this hot girl, obviously. She's wearing basically nothing, just like a thin, silky robe. (laughs) Yeah. She answers the door. It's like, holy shit. And all three of them are like immediately speechless. They're like, hi, hi. <laughs> none, none of them can talk. Fair enough. They're all teenagers. None of them have ever seen anybody naked. Well, I mean, I'm not entirely sure that Diggy hasn't. Yeah, I'm not 100% <laughs> sure about her either. She seems the most. She's seen herself naked, if nothing else. Uh, yeah, at least, right? And she's into chicks, so maybe she's her type. Uh, then the dude, I think, what is his name? The character's name, I can't remember. Hang on. <laughs> I don't remember either. Might as well be named Douchey McPoser. It's an actor named Quincy Brown, and his name is Jaleel. Okay. Because this guy is, this guy is you know, like, he's he's trying to pretend like he's this hardcore he is gangster. So... And he is so suburban. Oh, my God. Yeah, this Not whole conversation. suburban. He's like, he's like... He's like a rich asshole. Yeah, he's just a rich asshole. He's like... He's like practically jersey shore he's funny like a he's, rich jersey shore douchebag all everything that he says is it just makes me laugh because he's so full of shit so he 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 pushes his sister it, it lily's his sister she he pushes her out of the way and says hey what what my, the fuck are you answering the door, door naked yeah. <laughs> malcolm's like well is aj here he's like no that's my dad uh he's gonna be he's he's gonna be he'll be back in a couple hours if you guys kind of want to Oh, he's like, oh, Malcolm says boys club. You have to talk about the boys club. Yeah. Of course, Jaleel knows what that means. So he's like, oh, you know, he'll be back in a couple hours. You can hang out until then. And they're like, no. But then behind Jaleel, the three of them see <laughs> Lily taking off her robe. And they're like, oh, okay, okay. Lord, we're gonna, you, you know we're what? Maybe we out. should stay. <laughs> and is a crab a blood? Is that what I'm meant I to think, believe? No, I think. Or is uh, that a crypt? crabs or crips? I'm very confused. That's why he replaces all the all the because sea crab, sounds with bees. Well, I get that part. He's so into being a blood. Because crabs are red, so I just got confused. I don't know. I don't know how gang shit works, guys. Malcolm has a little little red on his on his shirt, and he's like, "Are you representing Crenshaw or whatever?" And Malcolm's like, "No, I'm just I'm just Malcolm." And he's like, "Good, because fuck crab ass ninjas," he says. And the dude has some weird fucking hangups about it because he can say the word "crip" fine. I wrote down he he really hates bloods. I guess I don't know if that's right or not. Uh, even though he's a rich kid who's never seen the bottoms before, I guarantee he's never even been in that neighborhood. No, it just we learn that his dad is from there with his fucking pool house recording studio. <laughs> And shit <laughs> they go in there to sit down and he's like hey this is what i've been working on and then he plays kind of a beat that's kind of fun and then he raps over it something something and just just like it's fine it's not awful i've it's, heard worse. it's it's not great it's average suburban kid rap yeah it's about what you would expect from this kid who is pretending to be a gangster <laughs> and then he he says the word burial and then they stop him they go wait 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 Burial? He's like, yeah, I meant cereal, but that's just, that's how much I hate those crabs, man. They fucking, I just, every time my mind thinks these C words and my mouth can't say them, but then they're like, but you, so you it's just, just like crabs. soft. Yeah, it's just soft seas. <laughs> it's because you said crab fine. So, <laughs> <laughs> and they, they give him a little shit. And then he basically, like, he's getting butthurt and they just like, hey, man, we were just fucking around. <laughs> Diggy says, it's cool. It's bool and then they all laugh and he's like fuck you guys i was having a good day until whatever and then they're like then they then they kind of the three of them sing one of their songs like a line from one of their songs and he's like what the fuck was that like oh it's just something we were working on and then he's like let's record it so that that's fun they get to they get a free recording session out of the guy whether or not they ever got the recording i somehow i doubt it so the guys in the el camino they go and order donuts real quick before they actually figure out where the kids are 
Yeah, and then um, he, and then as he's tearing into his donut, uh, they, this is always driving me fucking nuts. <laughs> I'm like, dude, slow down. He You're gonna choke on that donut, man. He takes more than half of the donut in his mouth in a single bite, and and, and, and with <laughs> gusto, he just goes at it. I'm like, dude, calm the. I was fuck like, down. this man loves donuts as much as I love donuts. Yeah, right. But then he's like, "Oh, hey, I know where they're at. We're gonna go. We're gonna go." And then it cuts back to the the kids in uh in the recording studio, and he's like, "Hey, man, if you you guys are hungry, you can go go into the refrigerator, or I can have our house lady f- <laughs> fucking make something for us." And Jib is like, "Dude, chili cheese fries." chili yeah. cheese fries and he's like okay cool man where do you get them from in this this place somewhere and then he tries to he tries to get her to make chili cheese fries from the place i'm like <laughs> is that what's happening like what the fuck's wrong with this kid this kid's off in fucking la la land and she cause... just starts laughing at him she she does she just completely <laughs> disrespects him right she's the housekeeper and she's just like fuck you she doesn't say fuck you but she's saying it with her with her eyes and her tone oh he deserves it yeah fuck this kid and then he's like fuck it let's just go get some chili cheese fries and then uh and then his sister walks in they're and like, is yeah it is given malcolm the eye they're like you coming malcolm he's like no i'm just gonna i'm just gonna stay here <laughs> they pull out and then the the el camino is right behind them yeah it's been waiting outside the gate of the house and it follows them then it's it, it gets it gets sexy immediately yeah she is like aggressively all about it yeah she wants to play mother may i but she ends up tricking him she's still into it but she she doesn't just want his body she also wants the contents of his backpack in her nose yes <laughs> uh yeah she's like hey the condoms are over there are you a virgin all that shit it's uncomfortable it's very <laughs> uncomfortable and i never thought that she was just like fucking with him to get the drugs either well i don't think she was just fucking with him but she was definitely fucking with him yeah. to get the drugs we cut to the restaurant though uh they're ordering and the el camino guys come in and they're like hey what the fuck man you i need my lunch and then jaleel's like all right she's right there fucking order something I'm like you are <laughs> yeah they think he's malcolm because they've never yeah. actually seen malcolm yeah so yeah like he he comes at him like where's my fucking lunch jaleel like pretends he's a gangster to these guys which admittedly takes some Deep self-delusion. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's he pulls, this guy has gangster written all over him head to toe. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. Uh, I, I just wouldn't. I just wouldn't at all. I'd be like, um, I'll take you to where they are. I know where they're at. I'll, I'll ride in your car. <laughs> I will It'll do be literally anything you want. Please just don't kill me. And then he pulls, Jaleel pulls out a gun and he has it kind of resting and he's like in his crotch this is this is how this shit's gonna go we're gonna order we're gonna order our food and he's really 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 pushing these words out he's doing the jordan peele thing where like every word (laughs) is getting blacker and blacker (laughs) is is that a sketch on key and peel yeah (laughs) and it's the and it's the thing from us you know where like oh the dad where he's yelling at the people he he like starts putting a little more bass in his voice starts getting a little Getting a little, a, l- a little draw to his words, yeah, you know. That's funny. I, that is funny. Yeah, and he's like, we keep, we, we, we can keep it pushing. I'm like, dude, you are so full of shit. It is so fucking funny. <laughs> this guy is really funny. And then everybody in this movie is really funny. And then it cuts. We don't see what the fuck happens. What comes shortly thereafter? It, well, I get. We'll talk about it when we get to it. But it, it's, it's such a good scene and could be completely unnoticed. And that is a crime. I mean, it's already in a movie that is tragically under-noticed. But then this scene, it's possible to watch this scene and never get what they do in terms of a filmmaking thing that they do. Yeah. Um, yeah. But 
when I got it, I was like, holy shit, that's brilliant. After the restaurant scene cuts away before anything actually happens, we cut back to Lily and Malcolm and he's got his shirt off. He's looking for the condoms that Lily said were in the in the fucking drawer. And he's like, where's my bag? Where Where is it? Where's Lily? Where's my bag? He finds her and the drugs in the bathroom. Well, then he's then he has a flashback to a scene we didn't get. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Which is he's in the bathroom taking a piss and she just barges in on him and is like, so is that bag for my dad? So she knows what's up. This Molly really fucks her up like real quick, like a lot. Well, she seems to do a lot of it, too. <laughs> like she just like does like a full rail i i assume this stuff is in a fairly pure state i wouldn't know should we go do some molly i don't know do some research i don't know i'm just assuming because we're talking we're kind of starting near the top of the drug chain you know before it it gets near street level it wouldn't be 100 percent pure but it would still be have a relative purity because undoubtedly dom would then cut it further yeah, I don't know how this shit works. I know literally nothing. I know less than Malcolm knows. She starts like kind of making out with him. She knocks him down and she's on top of him and then she pukes in his face and it's really gross. <laughs> and he, he he throws her off and he, he, he fucking gets up. He's like, oh, it's in my mouth. And then the, his phone rings and Lily answers it and she's like, why are you yelling at me? It turns out it's uh, it's the guidance counselor or whatever to remind Malcolm of his interview in, that he has. in 20 minutes. It is in 20 minutes. And he's like, oh shit, I forgot my college interview. I need to get there. It's 20 minutes. And Lily in her fucked up state is like, I'll drive you. It's fine. It is not fine. It is not fine at all. I wrote down it goes about as well as you'd think. She like passes out in the car. She's like all fucking (laughs) all over the place. (laughs) The pass out at the (laughs) intersection. He's like, stop, stop, stop. She slams on the brakes and her face just goes straight into the steering wheel. And then there's cops around, and then yeah. he thinks they, they turn around real quick. They, like, whip around, and they he thinks they're coming for them because they're at this fucking stoplight yeah. or stop there's, there's a really cool song playing, and that's important for what happens next. There's a really cool song playing. It's, it's this hip-hop song. Maybe you could splice some of it in. The song is the reason I realized what was going on next because they have a line where he says something about Dungeons Dragons, right? That is the only reason I picked up on what happens next. What, Lily jumping out of the fucking car to go pee in a bush? It's after that. Okay. Like she actually jumps out of the car right around that point in the song when the guy says the Dungeons Dragons or the Dungeon Dragons line. So yeah, like like he's trying to wake her up and she snaps out of it. She's like, I gotta piss. I gotta piss. Let me go to the fucking bathroom. He's like, what the fuck are you talking about? She throws the door open, runs across the street. Her kimono, whatever, is flying open. She's naked underneath. She runs over to a bush and takes the longest piss in the bush in front of a Starbucks, which is called Seven Bucks Coffee. While Malcolm is kind of watching that happen, he's sitting there and he sees a car drive by and it happens to be Jaleel. Before that, he hears a siren coming. A cop comes drives past them and then turns around behind them and he's like oh fuck oh fuck oh fuck the cop is on to us then the cop hits his sirens and drives right around them again so clearly the cop has been summoned elsewhere and that's the reason he spun a yui then she does the thing where she freaks out has to go to the bathroom she runs across the street and he's like fuck it he jumps into the 
he he jumps out of the car, runs around to the driver's side, and drives off in her car. He gets down about a block, hits a light, and then oh yeah, that's Jaleel right. Jaleel comes around the corner, being chased by two cops without his friends. By the yes, way, yes, alone in his car. Then the shot goes in reverse. It backs oh, yeah. up, it's, and it's then we cool. follow Jaleel back to in like really really fast succession back through all the events we're about to see to the point where he's like. Hey, we're, you know, and he starts dropping into that, you know, that aggressive trying to act like a gangster. You can, you can order your lunch or whatever the fuck else. And it cuts to that point. Now, this is the thing that I only realized because later on in this sequence, you hear the Dungeons Dragon, Dungeon Dragons line. They pulled the song back exactly as much as they would then go forward so that it would be at the exact point it was at when Jaleel drives through in front of Malcolm. It's almost like he's a filmmaker and knew what the fuck he was doing. But like, it's so good because, <laughs> because you see it coming from both. First, you see it coming this way. Then you see it coming that way. And the music is the cue to let you know what you're seeing and prepare you what you for what you're about to see. And then they cross and basically like, yeah, Jaleel accidentally shoots himself in the leg. During- yeah, yeah. Jaleel shoots himself in the leg. No, which- the, no, the guy punches Jaleel first. Oh, that's right. The gangster punches Jaleel. Thank you. I'm getting very excited. And right then now. Jaleel, Jaleel panics and shoots himself in the leg. And then the cook apparently has a gun yeah. in the restaurant, starts firing it. The other guy pulls out the fucking gun and then they start firing it. And then the cops show up. Jaleel happens to escape, kind of. Yeah. But then the drug dealer guy, the, the El Camino guy, guy gets arrested jib and diggy they they get the fries they get their fucking fries and then they <laughs> dive out the drive-through window and escape on foot and again it's, an, it's and this is the same restaurant that that guy got killed in at the beginning of the movie oh yeah that's right yeah forgot about that so malcolm just ends up taking lily's car because who fucking cares at this point he needs to get to that goddamn interview <laughs> He gets escorted into the office and they're like, he'll be with you in a second. He starts looking around at all the pictures and he sees that there's a picture of Dom on the guy's desk. No. There's oh, Dom. Dom and, was on the desk? Yeah. I don't know if it was on the desk, but it, he has a picture of Dom in there, and I think they're hanging out together in the picture. And huh. then he sees a picture of Jaleel and Lily. That and, was what I caught. <laughs> and yeah, turns out that... This is AJ. This is AJ. <laughs> and this guy was in Do the Right Thing, by the way. Oh, was he? Um, He's the the special guy, the, yeah, weird, the, the weird dude. Yeah, the special guy. What the fuck was that dude's name? I can't remember. I can't remember either. But I knew I recognized him from something. I didn't realize it was from that. He is scary. Yes, he's really good in this. Like, he, he plays his part to perfection. Like, yeah, this guy makes me nervous. Like, I totally understand why Malcolm would be kind of freaked out. Malcolm's like... So those are your kids, right? And he's like, yeah, yeah, there's my kids a little older than you. He's kind of jovial at this point until until the conversation shifts. And he's like, well, I was given a package and I was I, I was supposed to deliver it to somebody. And I'm pretty sure that somebody is you and, you know, Dom, right? And he's like, I don't know who this Dom person is. But then his voice starts to get really low and just like, oh, this it's, it's a really it's a really uncomfortable in like that perfect way, though. It's this moment where he because he completely denies knowing anything. And then he basically he he says to him effectively dom failed to deliver on what he promised and you elected to take to bring this here <laughs> right. for him and so now the responsibility is on you to make up for what he has cost me i also like that right before it gets really serious he's like well you order a cd from amazon and he's like I wouldn't. Well, you, you order a CD from Amazon. Uh, you No, you order a Macklemore CD. A Macklemore CD, CD from Amazon. He's like, no, no, no. I, I, I wouldn't would never order, order a, a Macklemore CD. CD. <laughs> like, okay, who then? Uh, Casey Veggies. And he's like, that's an artist? He's like, yeah. He's like, you order a Casey Veggies CD from Amazon. He's like, no, you 
you don't do that. You don't order a Casey Veggie CD. You just get on the internet and you download it. He's like, all right, you are aware that Amazon does ship discs, right? I could, he's like trying to be, he's trying to be cool and to the point and do his little villain thing for a second. <laughs> Takes a minute to get there. He's just getting annoyed at this point. And then he basically, he said, he says, if you order the CD and it's, and it's fucked up and it doesn't get delivered, Amazon has to be, has to take responsibility for that delivery. And he's like, well, imagine if you ordered a hundred CDs. Now Amazon still has to take responsibility for that delivery because it's a matter of their reputation. He basically tells him, if you want, if you want me to okay you as an alum as a, for a Harvard. man of Harvard. Yeah. He keeps on saying. He's like, he says without saying, you're going to have to do what Dom was going to do and get me my money for these drugs. It, or, or I'm going to kill you. Yeah. But he doesn't really say that, but it's implied. Then, I, well, what he says is, you know, he's like, then the responsibility would fall on you, on your family, on your friends, you know, <laughs> on your loved ones. Just a little. It's just a little scary. Just a little. Uh, death ready and he says i'm gonna give you three weeks after the interview malcolm ends up on his mom's bus and then he has a little fantasy sequence where we basically all the care most of the characters that we meet just kind of show up on the bus lakeith stanfield is there and he you know you know it's a dream the second he shows up because it's like jib and digger there and they're 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 cool they're friends but then he, then lakeith stanfield's character shows up and he gives him a head nod i'm like that wouldn't happen and then the so, gang the gangster that was yes. in the el camino shows up and then jaleel shows up <laughs> At that point, you're like, oh, okay, this isn't real. Then there's the newscast about Lily peeing. And that dude, <laughs> this dude is so fucking funny. I don't know who this guy is. Uh, he looks familiar, but, yeah. but he's... <laughs> he's. I know him from something. Yeah, I just I, don't know what. But he's like, I was I was at seven bucks get, drinking my th- whatever it is and eating me some pound cake. I just love the way he sounds. He says that. <laughs> eating me some pound cake because, you know. I think he says, you know, black people love pound cake. We, do, we, we like don't that. love, we don't like scones. You know oh, yeah, saying? that's right. He's like, you know, we don't eat scones. <laughs> and then this crazy bitch just starts peeing. How am I supposed to eat my pound cake with this bitch just peeing? <laughs> and he even mentions taking a long ass pee, something <laughs> like that. And then it cuts to the online headline and it's like breaking news, public urination, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. So Malcolm has to tell, tell Jib and Diggy what the fuck is going on. So they're, they're just having, having a discussion. Like, how are we going to do this? I, like Diggy says, Let's go to where the white people are. <laughs> Lollapalooza. Lilith Coachella. Fair. Coachella. Yeah. Lilith Fair. What the fuck am I talking about? How old am I? Yeah, seriously. What year is it? Um, 1999? <laughs> Malcolm gets the idea. He's like, oh shit. You know what would be a good idea? We could sell it on basically the dark web. So they're going to sell the drugs on the dark web with Bitcoin. Kiersey Clemens doesn't fucking know what the fuck any of this means. She's like, wait, what? Like, what's a Tor browser? What's this? What's that? And I'm like, <laughs> I thought you were a geek. You're just a different kind of geek, I guess. Then they're like, all we need is a hacker all we need is a hacker then we meet <laughs> william ian sherwood the third musician scholar rake entrepreneur conspiracy theorist he was in that show workaholics you know him from Workaholics. you will see his face and be like oh that guy they even, even if you've only ever seen an advertisement for workaholics you know him because he is the most recognizable character yeah you know the guy you you know him you do apparently the three of them met him at band camp and he was all he was just their best friend and that's where we get the uh discussion about the racial slur that he likes saying and it's okay for him to say because he's like i'm what he, does he insists say? that it's okay that for it's him fine to he's like it. i'm not about like i'm what is he i can't remember how he puts it but he's like i'm not i'm not the i'm not the one i'm the i'm not the one that's what he says yeah. and then diggy slaps the shit out of him <laughs> yeah he says 
it. He says it while they're on their way to their bunk room or something like that. <laughs> Diggy just jumps up and smacks him in the face a bunch of times. And it's good. And he's like, it's a term of endearment. Basically, it's a term of endearment. I'm on your side. And then and then the narrator's like, but he never said it again. But he never said it again. <laughs> and then one of the funniest conversations in the whole movie, I'm going to say this about a lot of them, I'm thinking, where they're talking about. Okay, so you're saying white girls will suck dick, yet still claim they're virgins? Yeah, man, I'm serious. Really? Dude, check it. I've been getting head since I was like 12, all right? I've been hitting hoes in the ass since I was like 14. It's true, man. These chicks will let you fill any hole except the pussy with a dick. No problem. So technically, you're still a virgin, too. Yeah. Right. But here's something to wrap your brain around, man. I've never had intercourse with a pussy. Mm -hmm. Only asshole and oral. Mm -hmm. Okay? So the question isn't, am I technically a virgin? What the question could be is, am I technically gay? He's done way too many drugs, I think. <laughs> he's, he, he's like a good hacker. He got into a really good school because his dad, like was on the board or some shit but he had to maintain a 3.0 gpa but he didn't because he was too busy fucking doing drugs all the time but he was also a genius apparently he got a perfect score on his sats well he got he also got a perfect score on all of his quizzes oh and all the Even quizzes yep. he got terrible grades on his work because he never did anything of course so he had to break into the break into the database and erase he doesn't even change his grades he just deletes every grade from the freshman class. for the entire freshman <laughs> class yeah and then we learned that that wasn't him that was samo which i i'm guessing is like his alter ego that's like his yeah. hacker name or something no that's his twin brother <laughs> they go to him because he, he's gonna help them sell the drugs he's gonna help them set up an online store to sell this stuff and then <laughs> then, then the conversation about the racial slur comes back and he's like you know if i just want to if I, I should be able to say it right because again i'm not the one i'm not you know i'm on your side i'm with you and she's like you can say it but i'm gonna have to slap the shit out of you again yeah and then malcolm <laughs> is over here going like He's, you can see him on the side, just like every time they get sidetracked, he's like, come on, let's please stay on point. We, we came here for a purpose. He literally says, I don't give a fuck. Just say the fucking word. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Malcolm is so <laughs> not about this conversation. And then he does say it and then she slaps him and then she, she laughs. He's like, what the fuck, man? She's no, like, she, Sorry, she, even she even says, she's, she's like, all right, fine. Fuck it. Go ahead and say it. And then he says it. She smacks him. And then he's like, what the fuck? She goes, sorry, sorry, reflexes. I promise it won't happen again. But they go to him because he's a hacker and he, they need to set up you know set set up this store and somebody in one of those reviews is like that doesn't make any sense because i thought they were like geeks or something why would he need help setting up a thing i'm like it literally says he could probably do it but he needs to set it up so it can't be traced back to him so he needs a hacker to do that somebody's not paying attention well and then they have that great conversation because he's like well if this deal is as big as it's going to be then i can't do it for free Oh, yeah. He's like, yeah. so what do you want a percentage of the profits? He's like, fuck no, pay me in drugs. You can pay me in Molly. <laughs> yep. And then it's got the great scene of him, like, with a finger full of Molly, like, snorting it. He's like, yeah, but in order to screw that up, I'd have to be a total fuck up. Yeah, that's, do that's, I look like a total that's, fuck that's up? That's a little later. Snort. But, yep. And that's when Malcolm's like, I don't need your help. It's fine. <laughs> that's later, though. That's later, I think. So they're going to set up in the science lab under the guise of entering at school. At, the, at school, under the guise of entering the Google Science Fair. Yeah. It's the Google Science Fair because this is a universal movie and they like Google, I guess, because the, the internship is also a universal movie and that takes place in Google. In order to promote the product, William says, you know, I'm having a house party. We can get people to 
whatever there and you know i need a cool band to play so oreo's gonna play and it's just like the the restaurant scene where they get up there and he <laughs> malcolm introduces oh and that's the cover that's where the two white guys are having the conversation it's william and his friend yeah about like what if the what if the word is in these lyrics or whatever what if i'm singing a song and those lyrics <laughs> that word comes on am i supposed to just say n-word <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Put an N word on her, on her, on her back or whatever. That just doesn't, you know, <laughs> and it's our, t- artistic integrity or the artist intent. <laughs> and it's just these two white guys like, I know, right? We're so right about this. It's fucking hilarious. Pick a different hill to die on, maybe. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? 100% accurate. There, there's, oh, God. There's not a white guy I know who hasn't been a party to that conversation i i have to shut down conversations like this at work <laughs> all the time and it's not necessarily about like racial stuff it's more like about queer culture and stuff and they're like well gay people like do this if you well, somebody asked me have you ever met a gay person that wasn't like like noticeably gay i'm like yes yeah, tons of them you have too i can almost yeah. guarantee it <laughs> but they weren't no they didn't fit your stereotype so you didn't notice because n- not everybody walks around with their dick hanging out. Yeah, it's it's weird that I have to shut shit down like that. I'm like, guys, we're in 20, 2022. Let's fucking grow the let's, fuck up. Let's learn a little. This scene again is like the hangover, but it's dope because, you know, just as the band is about to play, they cut. It cuts, which I was really disappointed with until they then showed the Yeah. It's like immediately like. after too. It doesn't even matter. Like it's it's an artistic choice, I get it. But. It's not a I don't love it, but I also not, don't. It's not like it ruins yeah, it. Yeah, it's not entirely necessary, but it's, you know, whatever. But it cuts to Malcolm in bed right before they start showing everything, getting notifications for new followers for the band. Yeah. So that's fun for him. And then it then it then the party unfolds in, like, pictures and videos online. And they, they've all got this hashtag Lily. And he's like, what the fuck's Lily? But well, they make it pretty clear through the montage yeah. that yeah. that's what they're calling the, the Molly that they're selling. They get an order, and Malcolm is... Nervous as fuck about doing this. He he literally says he cuts into the bag. He's like, I can't believe I'm fucking doing this right now. And he's like shaking, trying to get it to trying to measure it. And then Diggy jumps in. She's like, Let me do it. And she's fine with it. Like, where? Who is this fucking chick? Like, what? What is her thing? She, she pulls a little eyedropper of the stuff to, and then puts it in a capsule. Oh yeah, and they they decide that the best way to sell it is to like like the most popular thing right now is to put it in these little little pill forms. So eventually, all the orders start coming in though. They get a bunch of orders, and you know we're off like a fucking rocket. There's some DEA guys or something who find out that they're selling a bunch of stuff. Nothing really comes of this, but it's like they 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 pop in and out. I like I get it, but I don't get it. I don't know. We'll, we'll basically get there they're aware of it. They're aware of where the money. They're aware that money is taking place. But they don't have a transfer to follow in order to, you know, they don't have an account transfer to follow in order to track down where it's going to. So as such, they can't bust anybody because when okay, because later sense. on when they transfer out the cash, that's when he explains to him. He's like, look, in order to transfer it out, there's a small chance that the FBI could catch you if I was a total idiot in the way I programmed <laughs> it. But do I look like a total idiot? Sniff. As he's wiping all the fucking molly off his nose. And that's the point at which, at which Malcolm's like, no, nah, I think I'll handle it. And then he's like, well, the other option is, and I do not recommend this, to go and exchange it in person on a drive. Which is great, and we'll we'll get to it. First, though, Nakia shows up at Malcolm's house to take him up on his offer to help her study for the GED. This is really the first instance where I'm like, does she like him or not? I am so confused by her thing. Yeah, I'm 
I'm a little confused on it too. I feel like this is this is another one of those parts that wasn't handled great. No, I um, think I think the answer is yes, just given what happens right at the end. I think it's yes, but it's not definitive by any no. stretch of the imagination. So I don't really like the way that relationship is handled. Everybody plays their parts really well. It's just the way that that one aspect of the characters uh, th- or that aspect of the story was handled. It's almost underwritten, so it's just yeah, kind of hard to exactly. Yeah. It's underwritten. We we need a more we need a more satisfying closer to that. Because the closer is like, yeah, I like you, but it's also kind of a dodge to where it could be. <laughs> it like, could be anything. You I could don't... interpret it any yeah. way you want. So they're they're hanging out on his couch, do it, doing the homework, and eventually she mentions Dom and how he has called. He called her from jail, and then Malcolm kind of perks up and he's like, "That's why you're here." Dom sent you to check up on me, and I thought she nodded for a second, but I don't think she did. But I'm not sure. Yeah, she she basically gets very offended that that that's the that's what he gets out of her visit, and and she's like, you know, I thought you were different from those other guys. Yeah, earlier on he says like, I know when when he asked her to prom for the first time, he's like, I know I'm not complicated or anything. I'm like, shut up, Malcolm, get out of the fucking car. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the SAT scene because that's actually kind of funny because they almost get caught. <laughs> he's in the class with his friends for the for the GED thing, and he sees these. No, f- no, SAT. 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 He's taking the SATs. She's taking the GED. I keep getting him kind of backwards he sees the cops coming in with the dogs and he's like what the hell is that and then some kid chimes in he's like they do that every every few weeks it's mostly for show because nobody's going to be stupid enough to bring drugs into the school or no to stash drugs in their locker is what he says so malcolm's like i have to pay i have to pay obviously he he probably really does yeah i imagine <laughs> uh, at that point i would have to pee he gets to his locker just before the dogs get there and shit and then he's like running he's running one direction he's running the other direction he dodges into the bathroom how these guys didn't like notice him is it's a little bit of a stretch yeah. but he, that's that's just kind of the type of movie this is you know it's like it's not 100 percent realistic it's definitely living in a heightened reality it's honestly if spike lee was less pretentious he would make a movie like this. Sort of, yeah. This is F. Gary Gray if he was funnier. F. Gary Gray. Why he directed I, Friday why? and Straight oh, Outta Compton okay, and stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah. A funnier F. Gary Gray. I could I could see that. Since he just barely escapes, they they get out and they're like they like they're done with the SAT thing and they're they're talking about it. They're like, uh, Jib and Digger like, uh, I think I think we should quit. I think uh, we're done because Jib's like, yeah, I'm kind of a bitch. I want to go to college. I don't want to go to jail. <laughs> But then, then Diggy's like, you know what, dude? You wanted to go to the party just as much as I did. This yeah, is really, Malcolm this, was the one who yeah. was like, let's not go. And, and it really it really becomes a non-issue. Like, yeah, they don't even need to have this conversation because it it's goes like essentially nowhere. It's like 30 seconds of drama. Yeah. Now we get to the currency exchange scene where <laughs> they're like, I need... We don't know what it's for yet. He's like, I need to exchange. I need to get some in cash. And okay, but if you if if you set up that exchange, you know, there's this infinitesimally small chance that it could be traced, but they have to know what they're looking for. You'd have to be a complete fucking retard to have that happen. So do you want me to set up that exchange? (laughs) (laughs) And again, we have established that the FBI or DEA, one of them, is aware of what's going on. They're aware that the sales are happening. They just haven't tracked down who's getting the money. (laughs) <laughs> he wipes his nose. He's like, you want me to set up that exchange? Malcolm's like, no, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll do it. I just like his reaction to it. He's like, this <laughs> fucking idiot. He decides to go the physical exchange route because that's the one that's guaranteed not to pop up on FBI radar. He's like, but I do not recommend this. So this is the actual currency exchange scene with uh, the thumb drive and shit. This is a great scene. 
I love this scene to death. So the guy in this scene is a rapper who's never really acted before. His name is Cap G, and he is fucking great. I love this guy so much. I like this guy. I don't think he's great, but I think he's good in this role. Well, I was going to say, I don't think he's like... In terms of acting, he is probably the weakest link in the movie. He's fine. But like, yeah, no, he he works so well. everybody in this movie is so strong. If you go down, you go down the cast list, you know, Malcolm and and his whole group and then Lakeith Stanfield and then AJ and his kids and the mom <laughs> everybody is so fucking strong as an actor that this guy is perfectly fine but that's it do you know but how many, he's he's right for the scene do you know how many movies he's been in no idea one really so so there you go he's, so he's he's pretty fucking awesome for that he's completely serviceable he's just not great Um, But I buy every fucking word he says. So they go into this like seedy warehouse factory thing. Like, I don't even know what it is. It looks like a sweatshop, but they're like making these handbags. And the first thing the dude says, he he puts these two bags up on up on the counter and go up on his desk and says, one of these alligator bags was made here. One is from the store. Which one is which? The right one. Mm Because they both look the same. The reality is. I sell 90% of my stuff to white hoes. Most aren't rich enough to afford retail. The white thing that is. I don't know. They know. They know the only difference between these two bags is the person rocking them. So when they rock them, people gonna assume it's real. And the flip of that is, it doesn't matter if you had the receipt from Barney sewn into the bag. People gonna assume it's fake. Only you know the truth. So what are you, man? Are you a real? Are you a fake? That's what I need to find out. Oh yeah, because um, the workaholics guy said he's gonna test you. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna test you and just 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 pass his test. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of the thesis of this whole this whole movie right here. He walks up to him. He he's still he's still in his face. He's like, so what are you, man? Are you a real or are you a fake? Let's figure it out, man. Punch me. I think this is the actual test. <laughs> yeah, this is the test. <laughs> So he's like, punch me. I'm going to give you the count of five. Punch me. And the friends are like, let's get the fuck out of here, dude. Let's just, let's just leave. He's like, either punch me or get the, he's basically punch me or get the fuck out of here. And then his friends run off. He's like, see, your friends run away like little bitches. <laughs> just like, you're a little bitch. Now they're punch me or get the fuck out. He counts to five. He's like, five, five, five. And, and then Malcolm takes a swing, punches him in the face. And it looks like the dude's going to fucking just beat the shit out of him. <laughs> then the dude walks <laughs> back behind his desk and pulls a gun out. And yeah. Malcolm's like... Oh, Malcolm this is, is shitting it. bricks. <laughs> this is it. I'm done. I'm dead. But no, he he doesn't. He throws the throws the gun in the bag with with some money. Oh, after he punches him, he goes drive. And then Malcolm's like, where? It's like, no, give me the fucking drive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, so so he gives him the gun, the bag, and the money, and then he's like, you know. I know who you are now, man. You're just a man who does not give a fuck. <laughs> and I'm like, that's that's the first time Malcolm really rose to the occasion yeah. there, even though it took him a second to to really get up there because he's about to have a... He's losing it. He's lost it at this point. He's fucking... He's kind of fucking done. He's definitely been pushed to the brink. Because the next scene really shows that. So he gets the money. He he leaves. Him and his friends, they're walking out. And of course, the, fu- the fucking bullies show up. And that is your thought. As soon as he's walking out of this place and he's just walking across the street, immediately I'm like, oh my God, so many fucking things could go wrong right now for him. <laughs> Something, there are so yeah. many options for this to go completely sideways. He's literally carrying the cash in a Gucci 
Gucci bag or a Louis Vuitton or whatever the fuck it is. And like there are so many options right now for this to be completely fucked up. Then Lakeith Stanfield appears. Well, yeah, it's like, is this going to be like a Spike Lee movie? Is somebody just going to haul off and shoot him in the face right now? (laughs) Because I could see that happening. (laughs) Just having one of those non endings that just ends sad because the main character that you've been following the whole time dies for no reason. Just just a meditation on the pointlessness of of people trying to work their way out of the ghetto <laughs> yeah Ooh, fuck i'm glad this movie does not end that way more like people trying to crawl claw their way out of the ghetto yeah they run into the school bully he ends up kind of he drops the bag because like you fucking scared right oh, like no, these no. assholes oh malcolm drops malcolm the drops yeah. the bag yeah because they get he gets straight up attacked yeah this, yeah, they, this they dude jump comes him. in just jumping him kicks the shit out of him while he's down and then goes after the bag yeah actually where, where did where did the gun end up i think did, did the guy like put the gun in his waistband or something I don't remember. I just know that Malcolm had the gun on him at that point because he pulls it out. Yeah, he pulls it out, points it at the guy, and his tough guy exterior immediately just fucking poofs out of existence. And, he, and, and he's he's trembling, but he's got the gun on him, and he's like, just drop the bag. And I think he can tell that he's serious, because this, again, he's, he's lost his shit. He's yeah. like, I've done way too much bullshit. I need to fucking... <laughs> get this malcolm is a man on the edge of course then then he then he plays the tough guy the the bully he's like i didn't need this shit anyways throws the bag down walks away his friend jib picks up the bag walks up to a man just like put the gun down it's okay it's all right man it's all right everything's cool we can all take a breath except we have to go back to jacoby's office for yeah. another for another thing that seems like it's going to be awkward but malcolm kind of kicks ass here this ends up being a really neat yeah. scene so malcolm hands him the money and he's like here's the money uh this is 10 percent. the rest of it is in a bitcoin account and you have what ninety-seven thousand whatever dollars in there malcolm says to jacoby he's like well you know you could get that money out and, and transfer it into the jacoby check casting well, corporate account the important thing he says is he says you set up an account. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Yes. <laughs> you did it. He's like. He's like. Well, don't you think you're you're gonna get caught or something? And who? Oh, this is where the bag analogy comes back in again. He's like, no, you set up an account under your name. Is your is your number this and this and this? These numbers and these numbers. And that's when we realized that the hacking that the workaholics guy was doing earlier on, he was hacking Jacoby's check cashing company. Yes. Uh, and then he then he says. Jacoby says, well, what if I called the authorities and told them that, you know, my my identity was stolen? And he's like, well, it doesn't matter because of where you're from. Just yeah. like the bag. And he basically uses the bag yeah. analogy to to basically say, yeah, no one's no one's going to believe you because or it's care. you and where yeah. you're from. And that's very clever. And he's like, well, you, you and then, then, he, then he does the you could transfer it to your uh, to your corporate account. But there's a small chance that it could be traced. But somebody would have had to have made a really dumb mistake. It would have had to have almost been intentional. And he, re- he really leans into that. And he's like, so it'll be fine if you make me a man of Harvard. Yeah. Nice. Very <laughs> nice. He gets up and it walks out. And then Jacoby's like. Do you want your bag? And he's like, it's fake. Like, yeah. Ooh, you know that meme with the sunglasses? <laughs> the sunglasses and the joint just drop into frame. <laughs> that's yeah, that's 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 how that went. Malcolm ends up rewriting his whole fucking essay because as you would after three weeks of this and this isn't this is a good scene And this. He's like, all right, I'm going to tell you a story of two students. Let me tell you about two students. Student A is a straight-A student who lives in the suburbs of Los Angeles. He plays in a punk band with his best friends. He loves his skateboard and riding his BMX bike. His 
favorite TV show is Game of Thrones, and his favorite band is The Thermals. He's a 90s hip-hop geek. Student B goes to an underfunded school where teachers who rather not be there teach kids who really don't care. He lives with a single mother, doesn't know his father, and is so dope. Now close your eyes. Picture each of these kids and tell me what you see. Be honest, no one's gonna judge you. Now open your eyes. So my student A or student B? My geek or menace? He basically is saying that he doesn't fit neatly into one of the stereotypes. And then he, he goes, you know, I, I did this and I made $100,000 in three weeks for a small business and I and all this stuff. And then he's like, So why do I want to attend Harvard? If I was white, would you even have to ask me that question? He ends up cutting off his flat top, though, which bums me out. Then the next bit is kind of intercut. He's still kind of narrating a little this bit. Is, this, is, this is another one of my complaints, is that narration, that letter should have been the end of the movie. Not the Humpty Dance? No, don't get me wrong. The, the Humpty <laughs> Dance was over the credits. That's fine over the credits. But it should the, the movie should have ended with the would you even would you even need to ask the question? Yeah, it, it really should have. And and with him like turning and walking away from the camera. And then and like I said, I was watching this with my friend and she just goes, and now he gets shot. <laughs> As Again, he turns and walks away from the Spike camp. Lee, because that's exactly. how that's how that dark version would have ended. But then it continues on, and I felt like all this stuff that continued after that should have come before that point. I agree with you. Actually, he ends up going to going to prom. He invites Nakia, but obviously she doesn't show up. But he hangs out with his friends. But then he goes he goes home. She's there, and she says, "Oh yeah, I passed my GED." And he's like, "Well, you were supposed to go to prom with me then, because they made that deal. It yeah. wasn't really a deal. It was just kind of a one sided deal that he decided." And she's like, "No, I." told you i wasn't mad about missing prom i was mad about missing six flags she hands him six flags tickets he goes in for a kiss she swings out of the way kisses him on the cheek and she's like i'll pick you up in the morning it's like and i'm like wait very mixed messages how so what are you picking him are you are you buds are you fucking gonna fuck later or what (laughs) it's a little it's a little frustrating that part then there's a letter from harvard waiting on his pillow and it's a little his his reaction is a little ambiguous until the end when he like grins a little yeah He opens it up, he looks at the camera, and then he smiles a little bit, and then the credits pop up, and then we get the Humpty Dance. (laughs) And it's him dancing, doing all these different dances to the Humpty Dance. And it's fun, and I like it. And what a great soundtrack. This movie is just such a great soundtrack. It's a a really fun movie, and it's got this amazing soundtrack. I really enjoyed this. I'm so glad you made me watch it, because I would never have... It just never would have come up on my radar. Nobody recommends this movie. No streaming services are like, hey, you should watch Dope. Yeah, you know, that's weird. Uh, The only reason I... Well, you know, I can't remember how I heard about it. I think it was probably from the Black Nerd on YouTube, who I think shows up in the next Sharknado movie, so that'll be fun. Oh, He's either in the fourth one or the fifth one. I can't remember. Okay, well, we'll find out. We'll find out this uh, this coming Shark Week. Yeah. Yay. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I, I heard about it. I thought it sounded cool. So I watched it. I think it was on Netflix at the time. I watched it and I'm like, oh, fuck, I need to buy that. So I bought that. I've uh, seen this movie a bunch of times. And- the problem with this movie really is that cover. Because that cover doesn't tell you what you're in for. <laughs> Not really. That it, cover looks like... It looks like Friday. It, it looks like... like yeah. Maybe Friday, but also maybe just a 90s urban drama, which is not what this movie Which it has is. elements of that, but it's no, not it's, that. It's certainly got it's certainly got some elements, but it is the furthest thing from your your typical 90s urban drama. This is closer to Crank than it is to that, honestly. <laughs> it's not Crank, obviously, but 
you know, it's more grounded than that. But I get what you mean, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like th- this is a really over the top, insane, hilarious movie that I cannot recommend strongly enough. It's it's a bucket of fun. Yeah. This is one of those weird movies that would get like a straight to DVD sequel back in the day. Yeah. And it would follow like William. <laughs> yeah. For some reason, because nobody else wanted to come back. Yeah, no, for it. no one else would come back. <laughs> So, so they pick you pick a weird side character. Yeah, they did the same thing with fucking Van Wilder. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. It, it, it would be that, wouldn't it? There's no way around that. But yeah, uh, do you have any more final thoughts on this? This is just movie? a really fun, really underseen, under talked about movie. More people should be talking about this movie. It's it. It's just it's so fucking fun. It's such a good time, start to finish. Uh, so yeah, hey, that's dope, everybody. And that was check it out. That was dope, wasn't it? Is it is dope. Me, they're so dope. So that 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 does it. We're done. We're done with dope. Would I do dope? Nope. It's from Saved by the Bell. <laughs> oh my god. Do you you can follow us on social media and stuff if you really really want to, and you do because we're naked on there a lot on everything Dong at the out. Shark Pod. You know what's more important than that though? Our Patreon because. Yes. If I don't get out of that job soon, I'm gonna fucking lose my mind. And you know, you ever seen Postal? Careful what you say on the record. <laughs> It's not going to be like that. It's going to be Nerf guns, but still. No, water guns, because electronics, I will fucking ruin everybody's day. <laughs> that is what I'll do. Come to patreon.com slash across Hollywood, and you can hear us talk about all the Friday the 13th movies and the Asylum Mockbusters. And, you know, these last few Asylum Mockbusters have lifted my spirits because we got off to a rocky start. We had, we had a really strong outing with Avengers Grimm, and then we did <laughs> Bound and Nazi Overlord back-to-back, and that was hard because that was like bad and worse i was gonna say one was gross one was boring <laughs> but then we we had a couple of good ones in a row so i'm hoping uh android cop is strong that's the one we're doing next you know we got transmorphers coming up what what other ones do we have coming up we got we got almighty thor coming up i was up. gonna say there's a new thor movie coming out in like june or something i don't fucking even remember so yeah we got we At got some, some point. we got some stuff in the chamber coming your way get over there to patreon support us at any level and get access to all of it Patreon.com slash Cross Hollywood. You heard it here. Just fucking do it. Maybe I'll stop calling you assholes. <laughs> you won't. <laughs> I won't. I won't at all. There's not a single Patreon episode where you don't berate our listeners. I love you pieces of shit. <laughs> uh, anyways, come back in a couple weeks when we talk about... Uh, what are we talking about? Ninja Turtles? Yes, I believe Ninja Turtles is next on the list. Because that's not five years fucking coming at this point. Good lord. <laughs> On our first episode, I'm probably like, we're going to talk about Ninja Turtles like tomorrow. We're doing it, and we're doing it in two weeks. The episode you never thought we'd finally get to. We're going to do it. So, I'm going to leave you now with the Humpty Dance. Not really, because we don't have the rights to that song. So, I'm going to leave you by saying, stay jawsome.